Hey guys, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today I'm going to be talking about getting started in your real estate business and um, basically kind of the cost associated with that, the cost associated with joining, you know, the local MLS board, um, the local real estate board, um, and then also kind of my experience and my takeaways with my interactions with my fellow coworkers and, you know, ways that I can encourage y'all from some of the experiences that I've learned from. Um, so to kind of get started, after you pick your broker, um, after you decide, you know, hey, you know, this is the broker that I want to choose, um, they sponsor you. And then from there, you can you're, you can go ahead and um, reach out to your local association board of realtors. Down here in Corpus, um, you know, we're, we've got a lot of surrounding towns and the Corpus Christi board um, oversees a lot of the cities around us, but Rockport, where I live, has their own board, um, their own association of realtors. And so whenever I got started, I couldn't decide, okay, well, would it be wise for me to join Rockport and Corpus because there's a fees associated with both? I want to be able to hit the ground running as strong as possible how do I know which route I need to take so that I can do that without having to spend a gazillion dollars? <laughs> because whenever you very first get started, it can be, it can be expensive. Um, and like I talked in another podcast with the cost of just getting licensed, you know, depending on the schooling that you choose, you know, it could be 1500 bucks easily just to be able to get licensed. And so then whenever you get, once you, once now you're ready to start your business, there's more money that's associated with it. And I want to talk to y'all guys a little bit about that today as well. Um, so once you decide which board you want, um, I decided I was going to do both Corpus and Rockport, hit the ground running as strong as possible. Um, whenever I joined the Rockport board, they, you cannot call yourself a realtor in the state of Texas without paying your state dues and paying your national dues. Um, and that just might be nationwide with, with the National Association of Realtors as well. You can't call yourself a realtor. You can say, oh, I'm a real estate agent, but you can't say I'm a realtor without paying the, your dues to Texas and the and national. When I got started, I knew it was going to be expensive. I knew it was going to be uncomfortable. And I was just like, take my money. I, I, whatever it costs, here it is because I need to get started and I need, I really want to be successful. And if it costs whatever you're going to tell me it costs, then whatever, I guess, because it is what it is. <laughs> and so that's kind of was my, was my attitude getting started. Um, and so I don't specifically remember how much everything cost, but now that I'm getting charged quarterly, for both MLS boards that I'm part of, I can tell y'all, you know, a good, a good rough amount of what I get charged for that. So I called Rockport and whenever you join a board, you're go, you have an application you have to fill out. Um, so you fill out the application, they approve it, and then you're good to go. You get access to, to being, um, you know, your, your membership benefits. And one of your membership benefits of being, um, being on the board is the MLS database. That's the multiple listing service. That's basically your your number one tool when it comes to being a realtor. You see all of the listings in there. You see their asking price. You see all of the agent details, how to have access to the house, a good way, you know, how to schedule the showings, you know, surveys, you know, seller's disclosures, anything that pertains to that house, you know, how to reach out to the agent, who the owner is for whenever you need to write up the offer, um, and, and all kinds of stuff. Um, the, the price history, everything that is not public information 
Um, and that is, you know, only information that realtors get to see because of their membership, um, you know, with the board is what you see on that multiple listing service. And that MLS is, is vital in order to be able to be a successful agent and to be able to be a, um, a strong agent. And so I knew that I wanted to join both boards so that I had full access and I wasn't going to have pretty much anything that was going to be um, inhibiting me from being able to be successful as possible. If I'm in if I'm in Rockport and someone calls me and they want to see a house in in um, Padre Island or, or or in Flower Bluff or Kingsville, and I'm in Rockport, I want to be able, you know, even though that's not down the street from me, I still want to be able to have access to be able to show them that and not be um, confined to not be able to see the listings, pull comps, you know, comparable home sales and etc. So there's so much value in having access to that MLS database, and so I joined Rockport. And Rockport became my primary because I joined there first. And so then I had to call the Corpus board and I said, hey, I want to join. They said, okay, send me a letter of good standing with Rockport and then I will go ahead and I will approve your your board membership over here in Corpus. The, um, whenever you're part of a board, you have to adhere to their rules. You have to be sure that you do what they say that you have to do and or you know, whatever their rules are, because otherwise you'll get fined. If you take a photo of a house with a for sale sign in the yard and you put it on the the database, they're going to say, hey, you know, you can't do that. You're going to get a $75 fine or whatever. Or, you know, you're, I can't even tell you another example off the top of my head, but, you know, say you're putting a listing on for an out-of-town agent and you put all of their contact information in there, you can get fined for doing that because you're aiding another agent and they're not paying their own dues to be able to put that listing in the database. So you just have to be, you have to be careful and you have to know what the rules are so that you don't get fined. And part of that is your good standing. So um, Corpus wanted a letter of good standing saying that I don't have any outstanding fines and that I've been, you know, adhering to the rules, whatever. And so they, Rockport sent that to Corpus. And then once they did that, I was able to join the Corpus board. Um, the interesting thing with Rockport and Corpus is their lockboxes. So that's one thing to kind of say, hey, you know, it's not something that you would ever think of if you're not a realtor and you don't experience it. And every, every you know, MLS board might be different if you're in San Antonio or Austin or Houston, you know. In Corpus, they use something called a sentry box, which is a Bluetooth box that only realtors have access to. And that's how the key is stored. And it keeps it keeps um, the property secure because if if a, if an agent only had a lockbox with a combo code, and you know agent A were to go over there and show that house, and then contractors one, two, and three came over to the house, and then you know agents A through D came over, all of those people are going to have that combo code, and they may remember it and they may write it down and then go back over to the house without asking permission to work on something or to go show it again, and the agent won't know that someone's at the house. And so these Bluetooth key boxes help um, agents, help the listing agents be able to know when someone's, you know, getting access to the house. And typically, depending on the on on how the house is being showed, the agent is typically typically going to want to be told prior to the showing that the showing is going on. Um, so that's something, you know, something that that helps a lot with uh, with agents and property owners. And so they use they use uh, Century Box or no, I'm sorry, they use Supra over here in Corpus. We use Century in Rockport. So <laughs> it's a completely different code. It's a completely different box, you know. Um, I think Sentry and Supra are both very easy to use. They're both Bluetooth boxes. 
but you know, for whatever reason, they the the both MLS boards don't use the same one, and part of being able to use these um, the super box here in Corpus is you have to pay an extra fee every month to even be able to have access to use the box. So that's just another fee that goes along with being a realtor. Um, and then you also have your um, your dues that you have to pay. So after you join the MLS board, there's like an application fee and or a startup fee. I don't know what it's called. Like I said, I just said, take my money and give me access. So I didn't pay too terribly much attention. But I do know now um, that I'm getting, you know, quarterly fees that they do bill you quarterly as well for your due membership. And it's like, I think it's $156. I don't remember um, that the, that each one will bill you every quarter. And so roughly it really adds up to about a hundred dollars a month that I have to pay to be part of both because I'm part of both boards. Um, and then, you know, you, you have, you know, your, your advertising fees and, and other fees, but those are just the fees associated with being able to access property and being able to, to search for the properties and things like that. That's just like surface level. Um, and so keep that in mind as you're getting started and as you're trying to tally up what it's going to cost just to be able to get your foot in the door. Um, it's not an expensive it's not a cheap and or, um, you know, affordable thing to get started with. Sometimes it can be, it can be costly. So just keep that in mind. It is worth it. Um, you know, no, like I said at the beginning, I was just so ready to get started. I didn't really care because I knew that this is what I wanted to do and I was going to pay whatever it costs to get there. Um, and I kind of had a little bit of an understanding. Something else you can do too, is you can call the boards whenever you're getting your testing Whenever you're going through your um, going through all of the all of the um, certifications, call the board and say, "Hey, if I were to join in, you know, in next month, how much is my how much is my uh, startup fee going to be, and how much is are my dues every every quarter, so that you can kind of prepare in advance, you know, how much money you're going to need." Something else to keep in mind too. Typically, whenever you get started, you know, all of your friends and family are going to be really excited for you starting your new career. But it can take a while to get your feet off the ground and to start your business. There's something you have to remember when it comes to being a realtor is you are you don't you might not have a brick and mortar shop like most businesses that you pass in town, but you are very much your own business. That comes with a lot of overhead costs. That comes with a lot of patience you have to have. And you also have to have a lot of um, belief in yourself to be able to be successful because you are your own boss. Yes, you have a broker that you report to. Yes, your broker might have, you know, some some structure for you in regards to what you can, how you have to, you know, post on social media and, you know, be a good person. But and and what I mean by that is like in Texas, you have to put your broker on what you post. And so there are rules like that. But when it comes to your day-to-day activities, your day-to-day business structure and everything like that, it is completely and totally up to you on what that looks like. And I kind of wanted to talk about this a little bit too, because a lot of times people come to me and they ask me, well, how do you know what to say in your social media posts? And I say, well, I say what I feel like saying. Well, but I just don't understand like where you come up with it. I don't have a certain place where I come up with it. Sometimes my creativity is like at a zero. 
And then others, I'm like popping it off. So it just, it just depends. And then sometimes I'll just copy and paste what I've said before in a different way. But you have to remember that this is your business. And what I tell people all the time, say what is comfortable for you. If you are fudging something, if you're just putting something out there because it feels and it, and it feels um, forced, it feels unnatural to you, you're not going to be able to replicate that over the course of time. And it's okay to do that at the beginning and then get your groove because, of course, things will change and things will will um, naturally evolve over time. But it's important to remember that this is your business and you do you and you Z-snap your way through it and you boss babe through it and you just make it happen. And you just have to have confidence in yourself and you have to have the, um, the belief in yourself to be able to get it done. Just like with anything else in life, if you're going to be successful, you have to work really freaking hard. There are times where I'm not ever at home. I'll leave in the morning and things will happen and I won't be home until late at night. I try and keep my personal life in order also, but you know, sometimes I'll come to Corpus and I'll do my podcast and then I'll have showings in the afternoon or I'll have, you know, documents I need to get together for offers and then I'll have someone call me and want something and then the next thing I know I'm off to another meeting and then, you know, I have life group late at night and then I get home whenever I get home or I go see my parents and we watch a football game together and I'll get home at 9 p.m. sometimes, you know, but you have to you have to figure it out and, and it's okay to not know what you're doing when you start. It's okay to not have a good understanding of where to go first, but you just have to start somewhere so that it, so that you have, you, you can just go. Um, if you never start, you're never going to know your, 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 your future potential. And you could really be inhibiting yourself and inhibiting your future family and, or those who look up to you around you if you don't just take off and just do the dang thing. Um, so just keep that in mind and keep your head up because it can be a very hard career. Um, you know, I would, I would always suggest to, to have someone who you can lean on for help. Um, I know, I know for a fact, I probably would have quit already if I didn't have somebody like that, because it is so hard whenever you get started, everything, like I said, all of the money that is going into this, can be overwhelming. And then whenever you get your first deal, it's just like so exciting. You don't even know what to do with yourself. And just because you get your first deal doesn't mean it's going to close. And you have, and it's so easy to be hard on yourself. It's so easy to overthink it. And it's so easy to be negative and to think, oh, well, you know, it didn't close because of this or because of that. When in reality, a lot of times it's out of your control. So you just have to, you have to keep going and you have to remember that this business is a, is, is a future there's always going to be a, a stuff going on in the future, 30, 60, 90 days out. I just wrote a contract over the weekend and we don't close until March 1st and it's the middle of January. You're never, you're never going to, it's not an instant gratification. It's not an instant payday. It's always going to be, you know, sometime in the future, but it's always worth it. Um, and if you want to be successful and if you want to be a strong agent um, and you want to have, you know, a business for the future and not get burnt out, stay the course and stay, you know, stay confident in yourself. Um, something else to keep in mind too, whenever you get started is to not only have someone to look up to and a mentor to, to reach out to, um, but also be sure that you're putting yourself out there. 
in your brokerage, you can ask for other people, you know, that they have listings to go to an open house that they're listing and blast it out to everyone that you're going to be there and do that as much as possible. I didn't close a deal. I got licensed in July and I closed my first deal like in October. Yeah, I got licensed in July and I closed my first deal in October. So I was doing open houses like twice every every Saturday and Sunday for like six weeks, eight weeks straight. At the, at the end, I was like, I never want to see an open house sign again. <laughs> so you have to be careful not to overdo it. But there's so many people that came up to me and said, oh my gosh, you're so successful. I'm so proud of you. You're doing so great. Oh, you are so busy. Oh, you are so this. Oh, you are so that. And every time I walked away from them, I said, yeah, but you have no idea what's actually going on. And it was really easy for me to talk down to myself because I hadn't had a deal closed yet. But I was putting this, the things in, in motion that needed to be there for people to take me seriously as an agent and for people to know that I wasn't just doing this on the side and that I wasn't messing around. Um, and so the more that you can put yourself out there and the more people can see that you're busy, they don't have to know you haven't closed anything yet. They don't have to know anything. You know, you put yourself out there and you show up and you do your part and you do it well, things will just start to start to come into place. And it's really crazy how whenever I very first got started, I was thinking about my goals and how I just wanted to have just one closing a month. And now, you know, I'm looking to have like at least two or three closings a month or more set up as we start this new year. And it's really crazy how all of that just comes together. But if you want good things to come out of your new career, you cannot sit on the computer at your house and play with your dogs and never work. Don't get me wrong. I've done that some days, but you have to work. You have to put in the hours, show up and and be at the office, listen to other people, drive along with them in the car, do open houses every other weekend or every weekend, do them on Saturdays and Sundays. If you can, um, you know, lean into a mentor, um, ask people questions, you know, ask to go on showings with people. People are willing to help. You just have to be willing to ask and a lot of times you just have to put yourself out there. Um, so I can't say that enough. And like I said, you know, in, in my previous podcast, the reason why I'm here is to be able to help. And so please reach out if you have any questions. I could just continue to go on and on, but I will save you all the time. Call me, text me, reach out to me. My number is 361-463-1837. Let me help you. Let me encourage you um, because you can be successful. You just have to really try and just not give up. So on that note, you'll have a good rest of your day and thanks for tuning in.